Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Matt Townsend. Remember, we do what we can every day on this show to help you and your loved ones grow healthy, happy relationships and lives. And that is the goal. That's what we're going to do today. In fact, we're going to get in deep into something that may be taking it out of you. Do you feel like you're getting beat down? Do you feel like you just can't keep your head above the water? Are you starting to lose it? You're starting to take it out on the family, the friends, the neighbors, the cat. Are you getting tired of it all? Are you bummed out and burned out? That's what we're talking about on today's show. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. And we are coming live from the BYU campus here in um, Utah. And we've got some pretty powerful ideas for you, I think, on how to... Suffer through, is that all we're going to do? Or are we going to take it to the next level and and literally burn off the burnout? Apparently, in the summer, when the summer months come around, burnout uh, is even higher. The feeling of just exhaustion, you're too tired to do it all. If you're feeling that in your life, with your family, your friends, you're just spent. We call it burnout, and by golly, today's the day to turn it around. So here's how it works. Apparently, 77% of workers say that they are sometimes or always burned out on their jobs. So what is the impact? Think of that. What is the impact of you being absolutely burnt out or just spent on your jobs? 43% of workers say their stress levels at work have increased over the last six months. 46% of workers say their workloads have increased in the last six months as well. So if you think of that... It doesn't seem to necessarily be um, getting any easier, does it? Now, this this downturn in the economy, a lot of them are blaming it since 07, the recession, the Great Recession that began in 2007 and all the layoffs that came from that. Some are arguing have put people in a space where they are now afraid to not just work as hard as they possibly can. And after years and years and years of this, it's probably starting to take a toll. People were forever afraid of the pink slip because what it would do to their family in a time when there just weren't enough jobs around. And even with a little rosier suggestion that uh, the jobs are coming back around for those uh, kids graduating from college, it still is probably scaring those that have been in the workforce sometime because all of a sudden now they've got all these young bucks coming in who might be able to replace them for less And so the fear is out there, and it's beating people down. It's causing a lot of fatigue. And what they believe, too, is it doesn't – it's not just kind of because of the the recession of 07. It's also seasonal. And we're now entering a season where 26% of workers believe that productivity takes a dip in the summer. And so is uh, that's something now we have to deal with is now you're getting into the months where – think of it. If you're an exhausted, self-employed person, you've been working your head off, and now all of a sudden you've got the time when the economy drops a little bit, when we're not going to have as much money coming in, the idea of burnout even really even more overwhelming for you is now starting to take hold. So today on the show, we're going to talk about burnout. How do you get – how do you deal with it? How do you kind of get out of it? Um, I mean, honestly, I think some forms of burnout are actually more clinical, more chemical. Uh, probably signs of depression. 
might also be dropping in there as well. So there's the obvious, hey, go get some help. If you know you're depressed, it's probably time to get help. If you think you're just kind of in the burnout blues, then listen to this show. Go grab somebody you know that needs this. Forward this along because uh, they they could probably gain a lot of information from what we're going to talk about today and our upcoming guest who is just uh, – she's excellent at, at understanding and motivating people and getting them to, to kind of see another way to turn their lives around. So we're going to go to that. But before we do, I, I just got to show a clip with you. This is from the movie Office Space where it's just to me – it just kind of typifies the burnout movement. I, uh, I don't like my job and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. You're just not going to go? Yeah. Won't you get fired? I don't know. But I really don't like it, and uh, I'm not going to go. <laughs> so you're going to quit? No, not really. Uh, I'm just going to stop going. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to quit going. It's just, I don't know. It's not worth it. It's hard. <sighs> Burnout. What a burnout. It's funny in high school, and some of you may remember this, but a burnout was somebody that was so drugged up, they were burnt out. They no longer had the ability to do anything because they were a burnout. Do you remember that? And now we're using this term just so flippantly because but it's all, all of us, you know what I mean? To some degree or another, we've all felt this burnout. And it might be as a father. It might be as a husband. It might be all of them. It might be as an employee. This isn't just a work-related thing. But it does cause some problems in what's called absenteeism. Absenteeism is when people actually show up and they check in, but they're so burnt out they don't do anything productive. Do you know anybody like that? Okay, now without making it awkward, you know they're sitting right next to you in the cubicle, right? Don't look at them. Don't look at them. They're right there. But it's funny because we're struggling, aren't we? We're trying to make it work. We're trying to provide for our families. We're trying to keep everything above water, and yet we're still not getting it. And apparently it's a big deal. I mean, think about Would you not be burnt out if you were looking for a job? You haven't had a job that you you cared about, that you loved forever. Let's say you lost your job a few years ago because of the economy. And then you hear, hey, they're opening a McDonald's in your area, in Cleveland, by the way. And you think, I'm just going to run over and get, you know, get a job at McDonald's. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's something. And then you show up, you pull up, you show up in the parking lot, and there's a thousand people waiting in line. Would that not cause burnout? Like, you can't even get a job at McDonald's now, you're thinking to yourself. And you got to go home, and you got to recognize you're not paying the bills, you're not making it work, you're not cutting it. And it just is exhausting. So that's a true story. In, in Cleveland, thousands of people lined up for some jobs at McDonald's in that area. Oh, is that not crazy? Now, 50 people, I believe, were going to get hired. So, you know, they've still got a good chance, I guess, 50 out of 1,000. But, oh, how difficult would that be? And who's in line ahead of you? So then you start questioning, am I any good? Can I really do this? And um, it's a big deal. One of the things uh, that we also wanted to talk about is this doesn't just impact your, you know, your work. It also impacts your family. In fact, the latest research shows that um, there is a lot of an increase, in fact, sorry, about domestic violence in this sluggish economy. There's just higher reporting. Forty percent of the agencies are reporting that um, that it's that uh, domestic violence conflicts are now up 40 percent. 
So it's actually 56 percent of police report uh, agencies that were reporting in this study, and there were 700 responding agencies. 56 percent of those 700 agencies are saying that domestic violence and conflict is up 40 percent since 2010. So it's probably the stress, the exhaustion, the not knowing what to do. How are we going to make this work? It's starting to take its toll on families. And if it's taking its toll on families, by golly, it's taking its toll on people, isn't it? And then all of a sudden we stress out. And and then you're sitting there. So just imagine you're sitting there. You're already stressed. Even if you're above ground and above water and you feel like you're able to keep it up, then all of a sudden your kids come home all excited, so excited. Hey, Dad. Hey, yeah, I'm on the yearbook committee and we're doing a we're doing a retreat with the yearbook committee and i need $380. What? What? And now oh jeez. And you don't want to disappoint them because you know they wanted to be on the yearbook committee. So, or they want to be on the cheer squad. And cheer luckily is only $1000 this quarter. So then we got to go $1000 this quarter and your son that wants to play football, you're trying to talk him out of it because you know what? People get hurt in football, son. Besides, we can't afford it. And, oh, come on, and then something really big happens that they need, like they break a tooth. And now you got to go fix the tooth, and that's another $350 because the insurance doesn't cover it, even though you pay all those premiums. Okay, you getting the feeling? So as you're driving your car, trying to go home, we're not here to depress you. We are going to show you how to turn this around. You are not what you're experiencing. That is not what has to be. That is not your future. That is not what has to stay. And we're going to show you when we come back from this break, Tiffany Walk-Peterson is going to be joining us. She is a relationship and a life expert and life coach. She's just excellent and and knows so many skills and tools. She's worked with the best um, from Stephen Covey to John Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul People, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And she's going to give us insight and tools for how we kind of blow up the uh, the blues. How do we get out of the burnout mode? How do we quench that burnout and get you some life invigorating life and water back in your life so that you can feel a lot better? That's what we're going to be talking about on the show. And get your neighbors, get your friends, get everyone that you know needs this. Get them close because we're talking about burnout right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are uh, blowing up the burnout. We're trying to get rid of all of these horrible things that suck all the energy out of our lives and make us want to just curl up in a ball, eat a lot of macaroni and cheese and fudge. um, I don't know. I think I just gave away too much information. That's what I did last night, by the way. We are joined uh, by our great guest, Tiffany Walk-Peterson. She is a coach extraordinaire seasoned trainer, a speaker, facilitator. She's worked with the likes of groups like Franklin Covey, uh, who have the seven habits of highly effective people, Jack Canfield, the success principles and chicken soup for the soul series, Robert Kiyosaki, the world famous rich dad, poor dad series. She's coached and trained people on all of these ideas. She is incredible. She likes to be called the myth, the legend, (laughs) beautiful red hair. Good You're friend. so full of it. How are you, girlfriend? Hi, it's so fun to be here with you. I know you play. don't feel burnout, though. 
Um, not much. There are times, but I definitely have some habits and rituals and things in place that keep me sane. You're going to help us with that. I can We're already talk tell. about that. Okay, listen to this because I want to see how you'd ha- what advice you'd give. So I'm sure you're a Lord of the Rings fan. I'm not. Okay. Well, then this is going to be really a big stretch. Crash and burn. Speaking <laughs> so, of burnout. <laughs> talk about burnout. So Bilbo, I don't, I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan either, but all of my staff, they just really know all about it. So Lord, I, apparently there's a guy named Bilbo who's 111 years old. Okay. And he's talking to a guy named Gandalf that's a wizard that's pretty old too. And this, this Bilbo, just listen to what Bilbo says because he, I think he's suffering burnout. Okay. I feel thin, sort of stretched like... Butter scraped over too much bread. I need a holiday. A very long holiday. Uh, isn't that great? Oh, boy. He's 111. Yeah. And so what are we complaining about? Yeah, no kidding, If huh? this guy can do this at 111, what's your excuse? We don't have one. Uh, we don't. So that's what we're going to talk about. How, what's the big deal? Why are we so burnt out? Life is good, right? Well, I think burnout comes from a couple of key things. One is that it's always starts with your belief system and what are you expecting from yourself? And that's yeah. where I get into trouble is if I'm expecting to have perfect house, perfect business, perfect marriage, perfect hair, perfect yeah. outfit, yeah. perfect, 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 perfect. Dead. And so it begins in our belief system of like all that I'm expecting of myself, you know, and, and so forth. And when you come up, you know, we just had Mother's Day yesterday. and Well, it should of, have been perfect. Right. Of course. You know, the house is perfect. The meal's perfect. The kids are perfect. You know, the gift is perfect. And a lot of times we just create all this false expectation for ourselves Huge. where, so right out of the gate, it's really a thing where when you're dealing with something that you feel is out of balance in your life, you have two choices of two, well, two things you can change your beliefs or your behavior. Hmm. So you can either live up to being perfect, yeah. like the belief of say, okay, I have dinner on the table every night, no matter what, 5 PM house is always clean. You either have to live up to that or you get to change your belief system about what you're expecting of yourself. Totally. Well, and the thing about the belief system, it's all in your control. So if there's anything you could work on, it's the belief system. Always. But we don't go there, do we? We go everywhere else. Like we may even try to change everyone else first. Right. I hate that. I know. It doesn't. And you do know this is Mr. Relationship Guru is because yeah. I've sure been trying to change my husband. You know what? We all have. You know, you have a husband? Yeah. Oh, cool. He's cute. He, no, you've been trying to change your husband. We all know you've been trying to change him. Yeah. But it doesn't work, does it? No. Even if you try. Even if you try. Even if he should change. Right. Which means you can't. you got to work on you. Right. And you say the belief system. So after, the, after this segment, I want you to tell us how to change a belief okay. system. Because that's huge. What else, though, is holding us down? Well, I think also, too, is that we do overcommit ourselves as well. And some of that's belief system that, the you know, the overcommitment of trying to do it all. We may not in, be enrolling enough support into yeah. our lives. Like, in, and I don't know about you, but it's one of these things, like even this space, you know, over a year ago, I hired a woman that she's a dear love and she comes and cleans our house once a week. Oh. <gasps> but I have to tell you, I had to overcome the belief because. Well, because only, yeah, that, you're not, you must not be a good wife. Oh, I'm not a good wife keeper. or a good woman because as a woman, I mean, my gosh, I should just be able to take care of everything. Yeah. And honestly, as, as weird as this might sound, but I did do some, uh, had, I wasn't even aware I had the belief until it came up and did a little bit of work on it and let it go. And then I love it. She loves being in my home. It's opportunity and income yeah, for her. Feels great. And Two sh- birds. Sure takes the stress off of me to yeah. feel like, gosh, you know, that way I get both where I get the yeah. clean house and I also don't have to make myself nuts in the process. Well, and then you can do what you want to do. Right. You can now relax. Relax. Or make your life harder by right. ramping up your life. 
It's so true. Where it's like, now I've cleaned that out of my schedule. I can yeah. put something out there. Holy cow. <laughs> Fill that void. Isn't that what we do? Though? That's, I guess, the other thing is this. And that's maybe part of expectation as well. But we just don't want to stop. Right. We just keep adding more. Right. And we don't know how. I don't know that we even know how. Because like you're saying, that took a lot of work. You had to think that one through. Right. But we don't do that. No. And a lot of times, so out of this desire, sometimes we're we're all at some level want approval of other people. Mm-hmm. People pleasing, though, can take on extreme levels where you want to say yes to everything. You right. know, you say yes to all the clients. You say yes to, you know, all the PTA requests or the school or yeah. the everything. And all of a sudden it's like because out of you're letting guilt make your decisions like I should. And again, we're back to beliefs. Right. Is all this I should say yes to everything where I don't believe in that. I think no. you definitely, there are times you get to say no. Well, yeah. Well, every yes is a no, right? Right. Something else. You just don't know it till it blows up or blows right. out. So sometimes, but we're back to like, it's, here's kind of a mantra I personally like. Doing isn't difficult. Deciding is. Mm. And you first have to decide. It's kind of like being healthy and in shape. The hard part is deciding to go to the gym or yeah, get out of bed. That. Right. Yeah. But if you've made the decision, right, or if you've decided, look, these are my three top priorities, those all get in my schedule first. Mm-hmm. And if there's time left over, then I can look at these 18 other things that are wanting my attention. But if you don't choose, again, that's where the deciding's the challenge. Right. If you don't choose, then you just get whipped around by the tail. Well, that's it. Because well, what's leading it? Right. Then you are wagged by the tail, right? Totally. You, um, that's the, I guess the hard part about that is now I'm sitting there thinking, so yeah, someone's out there listening and this is such a great idea, but you're already wagged by the tail. You didn't even know you had a head. Right. You've been led by that tail for so long and now you're beat down and burned out. And I mean, today was the, one of the first days I turned down a speech in my life. How'd that feel? I don't know. I'm starting like, well, I, because I, I feel bad. Like, oh. I could have helped more people. I know. But in the end, you're dying. You well, can't do it all. Let me ask you this. Was it a paid gig or a free gig? Uh, it was a. It was in between. Yeah. So it was kind of How not paid between? enough. <laughs> it was paid, but it wasn't paid, paid enough. Paid in the form of brownies? Oh, well, well, it was, Not yeah. your speaker's fee. No. And so it was just kind of – it wasn't as – and that may have helped, but part of it is just I've got to start saying no. Right. And see, and so sometimes we discern by money, right? Mm-hmm. But even if they would have said, we'll pay you double our, your speaker's yeah. fee, if you're going to say yes, here's my two cents. If you're going to say yes, then you also have to look at your schedule and say, okay, well, then what do I say no to? What would I say no to in this list? Because otherwise, I mean, I'm with you. I'm, you know, similar passion. I want to yeah. change all these lives. And on my drive down here today, you know, I'm on the phone with a group in Michigan and granted, you know, that they want me to fly out there and do this speech. And it is below my speaker's fee. So that makes it a little easier. Yeah. But I was still, even if they would have said, yes, it has to fit in timing-wise with some of my other priorities. Otherwise, all these great things I coach everyone else to do and to create this happy life, I'm flipping exhausted and and worn out. Yeah. So I'm not even – so I have to live what I'm teaching. Well, then we get sick and we die young and then what have we got? Right. All in the name of like I want to change the world, change all these lives and And you're you're a a great gift to people's relationships. Mm And you also have to have a great relationship with yourself and with your family. Yeah. And that requires time. Like yeah. you can't cut the corners on the uh-uh. time peeing. Uh-uh. Just can't. There's, well, there's only so much, right? Yeah. And and I guess too, though, your body's even telling you, if you're getting burned out, you're feeling it. Yeah. Your body's saying, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So we'll get into that too because I want to know how we learn to read our body a little bit more, how we learn to um, do what we need to do. It's, uh, you know – it doesn't go away, does it? No. And you know what? Tomorrow's another day. Yep. 
And the thing is, is again, we're back to expectation and and out of at times like got to pursue if again, like this dream and you want to speak and you want to share and you want to change all these lives. Yet you have to be honoring your own as well. And there is and I don't here's my other two cents, which you might find interesting. I don't believe in balance. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think there is such a thing. And I think we're making ourselves nuts, Uh especially my female friends, thinking that you're going to achieve this perfect balance. I think life works a lot like an airplane where if you and I were going to go to Maui today yeah. and do this show from there. Let's do it. Go, let's go. Let's add it <laughs> to our schedule. I'm not afraid of that. I'll <laughs> say yes. The airplane technically from Salt Lake City to Utah or to Maui would be off track 90% yeah, of the time. Right. But it weaves in and out. So when you've made the decisions, you're clear on your priorities, you can then govern your time and your mm-hmm. life to that principle. So balance. I mean, when you think of just riding your bike... How many times do you are you just perfectly balanced or are you just shifting? It's just constant shifting. Yep. Left to right, yep. left to right. Well, until you crash. Yeah. Then you know you're out of balance. Then you're really off. <laughs> and you know it though. Yeah. It's immediate. Right. Um that is uh I think that's so great. And I'm not I'm not afraid to go to Maui. Let's do it. All right. Except I Let's have bring other our families though. No, don't you think? Yeah. And let's find t- some clients over there we can get them to pay for it. Oh my word. So you've thought this through. I always think that through. You're good, girlfriend. Because <laughs> um, the the burnout thing, just think of our audience out there listening. A bunch of people driving around in their car back east, United States, just got off work Monday, tired. Yeah. Uh, what would you say right now? You got 20 seconds. What would you say to them to give them a little bit of hope? A little bit of hope. Is when you first get home is I just invite you, step away from the technology. Get off your iPhone, off your Facebook, off your whatever, because that just adds <laughs> yeah. to it. Because then there's a couple of things with social media. Is one, you see all what everyone else is doing. You got to live up to that. Of us, yeah. But it's just exhausting. Is literally take 10 minutes and whether it's breathing, read a book, or go just sit in your backyard and just listen to the sounds. Yeah. Get checked in. It will have... Be present. And it's little, I know that sounds so like, you know, interesting potentially, but it's so true. Oh, it is. Is step away from the noise and take 10 minutes where you can just hear your own breath. Good advice. Tiffany Walk-Peterson. Okay, we're coming back with Tiffany, but when we come back, she's going to be giving us some major solutions, tools. She's already given us some incredible ideas. Get your head wrapped around it, figure it out, turn off the technology for crying out loud, and go to Maui. Those are the ideas so far. When we come back from the break, we'll give you even more on how to blow up the burnout on Matt Townsend's show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. To the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Matt Townsend, your uh, relationship coach. This is the handbook to humanity is what this show's about. We're trying to give you some tools, some handbook to dealing with your life. And uh, today we're talking about burnouts and how to blow up the burnout in your life, which can be very difficult because as we've been talking with Tiffany Peterson, uh, you know what? A lot of this is just how we've wired ourselves, how we're conditioned, what we're thinking about, what we think is important. We are joined by Tiffany Peterson. Tiffany is a life coach, kind of a – she actually does a lot of work with executives trying to – I mean, if anyone's going to get burned out, it's executives, right? Yeah. And Tiffany has a great website you need to go check out called 
thelighthouseprinciples.com. Yep. And Tiff has been giving us some cool ideas about how to um, to decrease the burnout. But we want to get solutions, okay? So give me some of your best tips to save yourself emotionally, <laughs> psychologically, physically so you don't have to die. Yeah. Because it's killing us. I just love being here with you. Can I say that again? Yes. Okay. It's good to see you. I love this. So here's the big thing. And the majority of the people I work with are entrepreneurs and they are creating, they're responsible for their own income, whether that's through direct sales or through, you know, they are blogger or something like that, or they're running their own business, similar like you coaching, training, some kind of format of that. And so here's my tried and true formula of how you stay on top of it. It's kind of like, it's so much easier to maintain your health than to lose weight. Oh yeah, to you know the maintenance. Mm-hmm. So this is a habit that I'm going to invite you to try on. It's what I call I teach it in full called the daily success regimen. Yeah. But I'm going to specifically focus in on the morning ritual piece. And okay. a lot of times in personal development world, you'll hear Tony Robbins or others call it the hour of power, your your power hour, how you right. start your day shapes your day. Ton of truth to that. I call it morning ritual because it doesn't have to be a full hour. We're not it doesn't have to be all this time. Again, we're back to an expectation. Right. Totally. And especially if something's a new habit, I invite that to be something you're doing 10, 15 minutes. So for some of you, if it is exercise, which is one way to overcome burnout, rather than thinking, I used to think unless I had a full hour and an hour and 20 minutes to go to the gym, I'd do nothing. It was like all or nothing. Right. Yeah. Rather than, okay, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to go do some yoga or go for a brisk walk or something like that. So your morning ritual consists of similar like a power hour. Ideally, it's got physical, spiritual, and mental. Hmm. And I don't do physical every day, but I do spiritual and mental every day. And I have a personal agreement with myself back to deciding is the key part. Managing your head. Right. So I've made a decision that my day starts with Tiffany and Tiffany's maker together. And so that looks like for me personally, prayer. And, you know, or meditation for others or gratitude listing. But I first begin my day with prayer and for me, scripture study. That's great. And then I move into reading something, how I would define the mental categories, anything that stimulates possibility. Mm. So I read something that's positive and nourishing. You could also review your goals or, you know, listen to something or read something Matt's written. Well, it's interesting how powerful because you just tied your spiritual, your deity, your belief system Mm -hmm. to something that creates passion, which are inherently going to connect. Right. They're somewhat tied. Right. And and this is the first thing you're doing. Right. So you're starting your day very symbolically, you know, in in terms of I think I'm in the right company that I can share the scripture in Matthew 6, uh, 32 and 3, where it talks about seek first things that are spiritual. Yeah. Seek first your heavenly father and these things and all other things will, you know, be added unto you. Yeah. And so literally my day starts as it's the first thing in my day starts with me and with God connecting and time just to nourish my brain and to read. But for so many people, you're feeling burned out because y- your alarm goes off and instantly you're grabbing. I've guilty of it. You know, my yeah. iPhone sleeps right by the bed Oh yeah. and you know, you want to grab it and look at Facebook or look at your and email. It's so cozy. Right. And you just want to cuddle in bed. Yours is and pink. I know. Mine's pink and white. Cute, huh? <laughs> so, but the point is start your day with yourself because yeah. this is a great maintenance habit that takes, again, it might be seven minutes you have. You might have 30. Yeah. If you have young kids, ideally get up at least 15 minutes before those kids typically get up. I know wife doesn't always yeah, work right, this way. Right. But more often than not, even on mornings or if I've got to be someone real early and to speak or train or something, I still, even five, seven minutes, start with Tiff and God. It's great. And honestly, it's so 
powerful to help me begin my day coming from being centered and yeah. calm than already in the midst of the rush and the gotta go and I'm behind and, uh, and uh, you know, and you're yeah. just immediately you're starting your day stressful. Well, that's that's an interesting point, because if you don't feel if you don't feel peace doing this, then you're probably doing it as the counterfeit again. Mm-hmm. You're it's just you're doing it just to make your list. I mean, you shouldn't you, you should find the peace in this space. So if even if you can't do five verses, but you can right. just say a prayer, pray for the peace, not to get it off your list. Right. The minute it becomes transactional like that, you're, you just set yourself up for overwhelm. Yeah, so true. So that would be my most great. number That's one huge. solution that I would say. And again, it, it works best when – and that isn't another thing that you have to be perfect at. Mm-mm. It's doing it in your way. Like sometimes some of my clients will say, well – my kids got up earlier. They were sick during the night. So technically not till 1130 or noon when they went down for their nap did I right. get to do that. But spending a little bit of time with yourself every day yeah. I think makes a big difference. I think another thing that is helpful, I heard a David Bach. He's the author of all the automatic millionaire yeah. and so forth. Yeah. And had a chance to meet him at one point and, and he talked about – and as I've studied various people who've been very successful and successful in various terms, not just financially as well as that because that's right. important too right. – but they have a good family and they're sent, you know, and so forth. And people that, you know, are focused on gratitude tend to have more peace in their lives. Yeah. And he talked about that every day, you know, he was asked in front of a huge audience of almost a thousand people, what's one success tip you'd share with all of us? And he says, well, every single day, even I take two, three minutes and write down at least five things I'm grateful for. Yeah. And so they're little things because, again, we're not talking about every time we're moving into overhaul, we're probably moving to overwhelm. Yeah, exactly. And when we're in overwhelm, overwhelm leads to procrastination. We put it off. It's again, it's, it's the exercise. It's right. Much. It's like it's, I've got to yeah. exercise X amount of time. It has to look certain like this versus, again, it might be a few minutes. So I think that's important. The other thing, Matt, that you might this might sound really interesting to you, but specifically in 2012 this year, I have increased my self-care. Where And again, that's choosing to say, I'm a priority. Yeah. And for some of us, we're back to, again, the beliefs like, is that really okay? Right, yeah. You can't do that. I, I you should serve everyone right. else first and myself ever last. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll get a massage if it's Mother's Day or my birthday. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, in the, this year, I've technically been working less. I've been you know, getting a monthly massage. I've been taking tennis lessons. I've been oh, doing a couple it. of fun little things for me. Yeah. They're not a lot of time. But the fascinating thing is this year, I'm making more money working less time. No joke. My business is on track to triple what it did last year. See, by do, by just taking care of you. Yeah. And there, again, it isn't three hours a day. Mm-mm. It's a morning ritual daily. It's getting a massage once a month, doing something fun that shakes up the energy. Mm-hmm. Tennis, right? That's something totally new. Yeah. And now that it's warmer, we're getting out hiking a little bit more. But you're probably attracting so much more. So much more. Because you probably have just a different energy, a different yeah. vibe, a different feel, different sense right. of self. I mean, think about this. If you're a coach, which I am, yeah. it's like, do you really want to be coached by the person that's like fried and frazzled? <laughs> you're like, what do you want? Like, I don't want any of what Leave you got. Out. I know. But you're now that I'm just me. more like, hey, life's cool. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. I'm making more money. My business is coming in stronger. And some of that isn't just also, I also never teach the whole, sometimes in the language of the world of law of attraction, it's like, I'll just sit here and think positive thoughts. You have to take action. You're also working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, and you have made a plan and you're focused on your action. It's not haphazard. Right. Here's the other cool thing about a morning ritual is I promise you, like I literally see God as my business partner. Uh Every morning it's God, show me who I can serve. 
guide me to who needs me. Um, you know, all of that kind of thought and part of my prayer. But here's the cool thing is being that centered and connected. And again, some mornings feel much more centered sure, than others. Absolutely. But guess what? Now I'm in tune with my intuition. Some of the times I've gotten some of my best ideas have been when I'm laying on that massage table and I'm like, oh my gosh, brilliant! because I've actually taken time. I've got no technology going on and I've got quiet and just, I'm in a place of receiving that space. Intuition speaks now, whatever you might be burned out about, whether it's kids, whether it's marriage, whether it's business, whatever is you can hear your own inner guide and now you can do something different. Let's see, you've been stuck in you. Yeah. And then you just keep digging and digging and digging and digging, and it just makes you more stuck. Right. Oh, mercy. Well, see, this is all more spiritual than you'd think. Yeah. You'd think it would but just be put life. your head down and dig. No. See, more digging will just make you crazier. Yeah. It gets darker, too. Yeah, and you're just burned out. And again, a lot of your burnout is because you're trying to live up to someone else's expectations Yeah. instead of getting crystal clear of like, whoa, this is my life and what works good for me. I remember a client of mine, she runs a very successful blog and she has a couple of kids. And she told me when we were talking and coaching together, she also ended up hiring a housekeeper. (gasps) Uh, But she was legitimately like, I can't let my mom find out about this. Like she will kill my mom. Right. Because again, it's like you watched your mom who also lived in a different time and different expectations, perhaps do it all. Yeah. And then you're trying to do it all. Plus run a business. Plus be, you know, you got to get to the gym and be super fit and in shape. Plus have, you know, PTA stuff. It's just like, you got to do all this stuff. And I don't just say this. I know a lot of my examples are female oriented, but my male clients, same thing is you've got to just make a decision that you matter Yeah, and that Time for you isn't selfish. That's a belief system. Oh, it's a total belief. And, and that, that there's a certain way to put in your day. Yes. And the deal is it's going to change anyway. Like when you're either going to break down physically, you're going to get older. But when you get older, you're going to start doing a lot of this. Right. You're going to simplify. So true. You're going to start cutting back. You're going to have to start making some tough decisions. So why not earlier? Right. Well, yeah. like you just said, is that your body will make you. Like anytime I'm getting a cold or a flu – it's like, okay, it's usually because my intuition's like, hey, we probably need to slow this down or whatnot. And especially think about when a time people get sick a lot around the holidays, oh, yeah. Christmas, because oh. it's you know five parties Everybody's- a night. They've got to have the perfect neighbor gifts and they're working and their kids and stress is higher and all sorts of things. Plus you're eating all sorts of foods and oh. sugars where you're just opening your body. Anyway, the point and you're is- in a tight room with all these people with runny noses. <laughs> yes. That's my favorite. But you're trying to live up to an expectation of... I've got to do everything perfect. And it doesn't work, does it? No. Tiffany! See, you just de-stressed me right there. Good. Take a deep breath. (laughs) feels so much better. I really do. See, the deal is, Tiff, I think you're on to something. Yeah. You might want to do this more. You might want to coach more. I coach a lot. We're going to for sure have you on the show again and again and again. Tiffany Peterson, folks, uh, she is... She's incredible, a coach extraordinaire, works a lot with executives, works with people of all sorts, all ilks. Was that the word? Is All types. All walks of life. All walks of life. She's the founder and president of the Lighthouse Principles. If you would like more information from Tiffany or about her, go to thelighthouseprinciples.com. Is that the best place to go? Best place. You're the best. Thanks, Tiff. Thanks, Matt. Okay, we will be back after this break. Talk about how to maybe say no and to say yes to your family and the things and people most important to you in your life. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are uh, wrapping up our overwhelm, our burnout topic. How do you uh, get rid of the blues? If you are in the uh, if you are in the depths of despair, tired, exhausted, how do you get rid of the blues? We just had Tiffany Peterson in, gave us a lot of great ideas. I, I love the fact that she's. Um, She's kind of taken it out of uh, just kind of the, you know, go get your planner and put your head down and maybe first tune in to you, tune in to what's most important to you, maybe the spirit of it all, turn into your God. Uh, I mean, I've just found truly being able to have a deeper value, a deeper purpose in my life, a deeper yes, as Nietzsche says, you know, it's easy to say no when you have a deeper yes burning inside. To know what our yeses are, that's the key. And if we can know what our yeses are because we have a belief in God or we, we love nature and we get out to nature and we feel peace there, man, what if you could start your day from peace? So if you're listening to us and you're not quite feeling the peace, I'd take some of Tiffany's advice. She is she knows what she's doing and, and really knows how to balance it because it seems like when we're trying to balance something, the key to balancing, it's not just like we're trying to balance good and bad. You know, We're not just trying to get rid of, holy cow, I've got such good things and such bad things. The thing that makes it so difficult now is we've got to decide between good and better. So we have a, a great uh, quote that comes from Dallin Oaks. Dallin Oaks is a past president of Brigham Young University. He's now a senior leader, an elder, or an apostle in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon Church. But he has, has some incredible wisdom that he brought up at a conference once. Most of us have more things expected of us than we can possibly do. As breadwinners, as parents, we face many choices on what we will do with our time. We should begin by recognizing the reality that just because something is good is not a sufficient reason for doing it. The number of good things we can do far exceeds the time available to accomplish them. Some things are better than good, and these are the things that should command priority attention in our lives. So there you have it. I mean, it's it's not always about good. It's uh, there, there's there's better, and then there's kind of best. And there's certain things in our lives, and we've talked about this before, that a lot of times we just don't end up focusing on the important things until you know until we get into deep trouble. We don't focus on our family until we're losing them. We, I see that a lot in my practice when I help couples in relationships. We don't focus on our health until somebody's taking us to the hospital in a stretcher. So how do we do this, especially with our people that matter most? I think a lot of our burnout and our guilt comes because, I mean, our, our job's going to demand what it's going to demand. And when you're gone from your family and you're putting your time in, it seems like they're going to get their, you know, their, their pound of flesh. They're going to get it out of you. But maybe where I think we're maybe feeling a little more guilt than than other places may simply be because some of our most important things like our family might be falling to the wayside. So here are just a few ideas for how to make sure you're putting your family first. Uh, as Tiffany talked about, get your get your God, get yourself in order. And then I would kind of suggest you then move to your family and your work. A lot of times we just kind of over step everyone else and just get right to work every morning. Here's a few. One of our goals is to not just make life memorable with our family. I mean, remember, anybody can make a memory. Any knockdown, drag out, crazy, out of control moment you've ever had, you probably made a memory for your children. The problem with our memories is they're not always positively 
memorable. They're not in a positive light. So are you making positive memories? So one little homework assignment for you tonight, and it doesn't have to be big, and Tiffany was kind of alluding to it, is once you're focused and centered in the morning, what if you just asked yourself, what's the most important thing I can do today? to have the greatest impact as a father. And then let's go try to do it. Tonight, we have a baseball game for one of my sons. My other kids are going to be home. We take them. We are all going to go. And when we're at that field, I've got a two, I've got a few choices. Just sit there, get caught up into one thing, ignore my other kids, or maybe every chance I get a break when my son's not in, I'm going to turn and go be with my children. Another one is to have a plan. Sometimes overwhelm happens because we're letting life live us instead of having some sort of a plan. And Tiffany covered that earlier in the segment uh, where we just got to sit down and figure out what really matters most to us. How about the other one uh, when we come to how we think is less is more. Um, How many times have you just chased the idea that you need the bigger house without recognizing that when you buy the bigger house, you're going to have to then have a bigger yard, which means you'll probably need a bigger lawnmower, which means you're going to actually be spending more time mowing it, and you're going to be spending more time paying for it to be mowed. And so this concept of less is more is a huge, huge, uh, powerful, I think, um, solution. What if we could start finding ways to cut back? A little suggestion. Why don't you go through your closet, get rid of half your clothes, Any clothes you haven't put on your body in the last two years, time to go. Bye-bye. If you haven't worn them, why are we keeping them? A lot of uh, what the Eastern cultures talk about is the fact that we're just so attached to everything. And attached means that they are your love. That is your love. So your clothes end up being your love. And I think that creates more overwhelm. I had just had a daughter come back from college. And when she unpacked her stuff, holy cow, her room just filled up with clothes. And darn it, if you wouldn't believe it, she just had to go buy more clothes. She just told me she just got back from the store and bought nine new shirts. Woo! Yay! Just what you needed. That What does nine short shirts amount to? Huh. I think about three more inches of height on her floor. She's got three more inches of clothes uh, piling up. And honestly, uh, so we gave her the challenge. Can you go get rid of some of your clothes? Let's go give them to people that need them. And let's uh, let's see if we can't simplify your life a little bit. Um, by the way, my favorite thing growing up to keep my life simple is I went to a private school where they gave us uniforms. So I knew exactly what I had to wear. And my biggest decision was if I'm going to wear a long sleeve shirt or a short sleeve shirt. In fact, if you've ever seen the Mormon missionaries out there teaching, that's their big decision of every morning. <laughs> long white sleeve shirt or a, or a short white sleeve shirt. We try to keep it simple. And part of the benefit of keeping it simple is simply the idea that uh, you can use some of your brain with your energy to focus on what matters most and what's most important. Make a find a way to make it positive. Sometimes we just need to fake it till we make it. But if you're out there and you're actually feeling depressed, it's it's probably beyond faking. So I would highly suggest if you've been in this downward hole where you can't get out of it, it might be time um, to go talk to somebody. And I know if you're a guy that that's probably the last thing on earth you want to do is go admit you got some problems. But honestly, sadly, I just think you need help. And um, sometimes the help doesn't even have to be drugs or medicine. Sometimes it could just be someone to talk to. So I'd highly challenge you, seriously, if you're feeling down and you can't get out of that hole, will you please go find someone you can talk to? It could be a friend. It could be your spouse. It could be your neighbor. It could be a therapist. Whatever it is, whomever it is, get some help because that will always be there. Be patient. If you notice, uh, nature doesn't try to balance itself overnight. It usually likes to do that over seasons. 
And again, just like Tiffany was talking about, I don't believe in any such thing as balance. I don't believe you can honestly balance. I think it's just a consistent approach of imbalance. And if you can change the plates fast enough and keep them spinning, then you might feel a sense of balance. But as nature works it, it is actually out of balance. And you know that if you've ever been in the middle of a winter uh, when you cannot take another cold day, you know what out of balance feels like. Then you go to that same year when you're in the middle of summer and you are dying sticking to your car chair and your seat in your car and you just are sweating to death. You now know what out of balance looks like. You merge those two together and you're starting to get a taste of balance. Balance takes place over time. In order for time to work, you've got to have some patience. And you probably don't want to go so far as the point that you're actually burnt out. Um, the whole idea reminds me of this, the, the simple idea of trying to change your tire but not pulling over to do it because you're in such a hurry. So you're in such a hurry. You're constantly driving your car. You really know you need to change that tire because it's just going to ruin things if you don't. But we don't. We don't have time to do it. So we go and we go and we go and eventually tire wears out. The front end alignment is shot. It starts to distort your uh, frame of your car. And just a simple little fix. Even, by the way, if even if your tire isn't blown out, some of us are just out of balance enough that we feel like that we should just go get our tires balanced. My car pulls way too far to the left. No, I'm just going to drive it. I'm too busy driving to get that fixed. Eventually, you're going to pay for it. One of my favorite stories, though, is I believe there's always joy in being able to find it. And there was a story about a boy named Oliver who was a vegetable. He was born with brain damage. And so his brother says, his brother called him my little vegetable. And he was born with brain damage and Oliver just couldn't do anything, but he could sit in his bed and he would kind of involuntarily move his arm. And when he would move his arm, his bed would shake. And this simple little guy, Oliver, influenced profoundly his brother because every day when his brother would come home from school, his brother would drop his backpack down and he would stop and listen. And he would listen for that bed shaking upstairs, which was the sign that Oliver's doing okay because his bed is upstairs shaking. Well, one day this boy came home and he brought a, a woman home to meet the family as he'd gotten older. And he was ready to marry this woman and he brought one woman in to meet Oliver and they went in there and he was so excited to go feed Oliver with her because just to see how she'd handle his little brother. And when they walked in there, Oliver or the woman just kind of stood at the door. And she was so afraid and so uncomfortable with Oliver. So he it kind of – this man was dejected. He didn't feel like this was the one. And uh, a little while later, he brought another woman by to meet Oliver. And this woman just went in and loved him and sat by Oliver and held his hand. And um, at the end of this story, the man tells a story and he says, look, if my brother Oliver, who is a vegetable, can influence my life so much – how much more could I influence people's lives if I just put my mind to it? How much more, folks, can you influence your life if you just put your head to it? And a lot of times you're sitting there, you're feeling burnt out, you can't take any more, you really feel lifeless, like you can't do it. Here's the deal. As Tiffany taught us, that's the time you maybe need to get out, get some time with your maker, find the peace that comes from your God, figure out who you are, Start making a plan, get some help from people around you, and never give up the fact that there's a power within you, just like it was in Oliver, to change a life, and maybe the most important life you're going to change today is yours. If you're feeling burnout, get help. If you need more help, 
Call people, get your friends, get your family, and start. If somebody says, are you doing okay? Maybe for once today, let's be honest and say, you know what? I'm seriously struggling. That's the message for the day. I challenge you to become the change in your own life, as Gandhi says. You become the change. Don't give up. Keep listening to The Matt Townsend Show Monday through Friday. We're here every afternoon, and we are going to help you take your life to the next level. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.